to another episode of the Jasmine Star Show. Things look a little bit different. Daniel and I are in Minnesota, and more than anything, I want you paying, a, paying special attention to something really cool we're going to dive into. When it comes to funding your business, getting a cash infusion, building a community, and we're going to do all of this and how it looks in the future. So please know that going into this, we don't want you missing on an opportunity, but more than anything, I'm going to be very clear and say, I am learning this process right alongside you and I'm very happy. Daniel, you're here, welcome back. Thank you, thank okay. you. Okay, so a few months ago, Daniel and I, yeah, it's gotta be well over, I think, I would say yeah. a few, it's well over eight months. Wow. I walk into the office, Daniel and I are sitting in uh, a meeting room and we're waiting for a few people and Daniel starts talking about this thing called a DAO, D-A-O, and about 23 seconds into it, I was like, womp, womp, womp. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. Well, then all of a sudden, it's kind of like the brain and the neural pathway started hearing and seeing that again and again and again. So then I was like, let me dig in to what a DAO is. But more than anything, it just, what does a DAO mean for a business owner, specifically a small business owner? I don't want people missing out on business opportunities. So Daniel, what is a DAO? And I promise I'm not going to tune out in 23 seconds. Okay, this is last best time. Last time, best time. I'm going to hear this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to understand it. All right. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, it's a scary sound, right? Like DAO and like DAO. And so basically a DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization, which, again, doesn't really mean much when you say it out loud. So um, basically they're a transparent and concrete way to operate organizations. And so a DAO is like a set of rules. It's like a set of rules put together okay. that allows a, a group of people to work together in a way that is like auditable. Like you can see, like it's transparent. It's got a lot of like the the okay. Web three principles in that. So sense. It, it is a set of rules that are transparent that we all agree. These are the rules that we're going to abide by. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, when we talk about why this is important, you mentioned functionality. So let's put this in the context of business, like making money. So what, what happens here? Right. So uh, for functionality-wise, it's there's a lot of functionality that comes uh, with the organization because because the rules are codified and permanent. Like there's this saying in the crypto community that that code is law. It's like when we were talking about like the car back in in one of our previous episodes where if you're driving a car in a video game versus driving a car in real life, yes. there are like actual code laws in the game preventing you from driving that car like off the side of the road. Yes. Like versus Okay, we're gonna do a, like a little bit a little bit of a flashback. Yeah. I believe it was in episode four of four? the Crypto Curious podcast series. So what we were talking about is in a video game you, if you're driving in one in on one side of the road, you're prohibited. It's like the, the game doesn't let you su- drive on the left side of the road. But like in real life, you're not supposed to drive on the left side, but you probably could. <laughs> so right here, the DAO is saying, just like a video game, you can't drive on the left side of the road. We all agree that this code is law. Yes. Okay, so talk about how this is done with a smart contract. Right, yeah, so DAOs are basically smart contracts that are deployed to the blockchain. Um, and that's actually where a lot of the functionality... Oh, so a smart contract is like the rules that we all agree. This is a contract like Ariel the Mermaid signing with Ursula, right? <laughs> like this is the contract we sign and we say we agree to this and a smart contract because it exists on the blockchain. Right, basically the smart contract houses all those rules. Like we, we're writing code 
that says like if this is the case then do that okay and then those right people can basically become interact with this with this contract and they have to follow those rules when they interact okay. with the contract okay cool so a couple things that you might be hearing on the podcast as well we are recording in our hotel we were just like you know what we need to do we need to record a podcast and we need to do it in our hotel and so you're going to hear ambient noise and we're just rolling with it and we're hoping that people just are so interested in what we have to say like, that's like what they're hearing is like please talk louder guys talk louder okay so now that we know what a DAO is what makes it special like okay a set of rules all right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, what makes it special? Right. Okay. So, we already, we already went over the code is law part. Yes. Um, the next part is for governance. DAO members could actually come together and vote on proposals. Okay. So that's the part that I find is is really exciting about it. Um, think of these as like small elections. Um, someone in the community can draft a proposal, and then the community will come together. And vote on it. Okay. And there's you can set different rules like oh it has to be a majority vote like over sixty percent or over fifty percent. Okay, time out. So if you're listening right now, I want to make sure that you know where we're going with this. I'm learning about DAOs and I'm looking at it as a way to raise money for a business. So if you're sitting here and being like I'm still not actually understanding what this is, I'm going to make up a pretend business. Right. Okay. The pretend business that I'm going to make up is I want to do a, a women's collective, a women's networking collective, and I want to get funded. And it's a group of entrepreneur women getting together. Now, I could absolutely set up a piece of paper and a pen, make some rules, and have everybody sign the rules. Right. Right? Now, with a DAO, it's almost like there's a piece of paper and a contract on Web3, and I'm saying... Ladies of this new organization, these are the rules. But because they're a part of the DAO, if I go to them and say, I want to bring in Michelle Obama as a guest speaker, and she's going to have a panel, this is a proposal. Now, the people in the DAO get to say, we like that proposal, we don't like the proposal. So they have this idea, they have this like kind of like uh, a stake in the game. Right. Okay, so I'm understanding this so far. That's all correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so... People get a vote on proposals, and then you had mentioned in one of our notes that the smart contract can react to changes on the internet. So explain that to me. So here we are in our, in our yeah. pretend business of a female collective of business owners, right. and then the complex... Okay, so what happens in reaction to things that happen on the internet? Right. So um, a big part of blockchain is, or smart contracts in general, is that they could only react to data that's on-chain. So that data has to be brought onto the chain, um, which I won't, I won't get into the, like, the technical part of it, but basically data ends up on-chain from the internet. Got it. And then these DAOs can react to that data. So for example... Can you give me an example in this pretend organization? Yeah. Okay. Let's just say your organization follows... What's like a great corporation out there for like women to rally behind? Like maybe like a foundation out there. Can't think of one. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a... Now I see this is yeah. this is why I should probably start the organization. <laughs> if we can't actually we can't think come up with an off the top of, of our tongue. Wi- well, what yeah. if we say? Can we say BFF? Sure. Okay. Let's say BFF. Okay. Yeah. So uh, time out. Little side note here. Yeah. I happen to be one of the founders of BFF. There were fifty and now a hundred founders of BFF. This is a Web three crypto investment community teaching other women how to learn Web three, invest in crypto, and take control of their finances moving into the future. Okay. Yep. So, just for clarity, 
BFF is not a DAO. Okay. But if it was, how does this impact? Something comes from the internet on the chain, and then the smart contract can react to it. But give us an example. Yeah, so, um, for example, let's just say in the case, in the situation where BFF is a DAO. Okay. Even though it's not, it's in the case that it is. Got it. Since we're also on chain now, we have our DAO, right, for our our women's group, we'd be able to say, you know, listen to changes in the BFF DAO. If you see someone becomes a member of BFF DAO that's also a member of our DAO, maybe give them more voting shares. You can do that programmatically. So nothing, like no action needs to be taken on your part. Basically, anyone who owns an NFT from the BFF DAO, they're going to, you know, have more voting rights. Do we make these rules up before? So you have to make up rules before, but the proposals could also change the rules. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Now, talk to me about the biggest advantage of a DAO. Yes, definitely. So um, in my opinion... DAOs are like one of the best ways for members of an organization to participate and have stake in an organization. Yeah. Like now, like you could have people that are going to be part of an organization and they're going to have skin in the game. Right. And they're going to be invested in your success. They want to make sure that this organization is going to do well because they actually have something to lose if your organization doesn't succeed. Okay, so this is like very, very, very common. In um, if if you are an angel investor, or even if you if you were able to buy stocks in a company where you got a dividend. If you bought enough stocks in a company and you had a dividend, well, every stock that you own, it gets you an ability to vote. Now, oftentimes, many, many, many organizations are not giving dividends anymore. Like you have, like your stock. The thing with the Dow is that you are just as invested with the overall mission of that company. Absolutely. Great. And so, so number one, as a business owner, you want to find Dows that you want to be a part of as a really great thing to add to your arsenal. But if you were to ever create a DAO in the future, your community is going to be right alongside you being like, we think this is a great idea. And you want your community to be like, this is great because we want to talk about, like, the better your community does, the better the DAO does, the better the stakeholders. So everyone's on the same page. It's no longer you, the only business owner doing it on your own. It's you, a group of people who want you to win because when you win, they win. And when you look smart, they look smart because they're the ones coming up with the ideas. Do I get that? Absolutely correct. Freaking it. Okay, so how does this fit into Web3? Three. Definitely. Well, uh, like I was saying earlier, it follows a lot of the principles of Web3 because of like how transparent they are. You know, they are on chain. And uh, the fact that everything that happens in a DAO is super auditable. That's like a big part of it, right? You can mm. actually prevent like fraud in an organization by seeing what is the wallet doing? Like what are yeah. they what are we spending money on? Like Can't how do that. okay, so this is really cool because oftentimes if you make an investment you're not really knowing how much of the money is going to bonuses. You're not knowing how much goes to perk packages. You're not knowing how much of that money is actually being reinvested. If I was a part of a DAO and everything was transparent, I would want to be part of a DAO that has the most allocated for research and development. You want more going back into the DAO. I'm less interested in like this key person being able to fly private jets around the world. (laughs) Although, may we all be flying private jets. But I kind of want want to make sure that that transparency is really known for us. Like, we're getting empowered to see where the money's going. Okay, 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 great. So that's definitely a big part of it. And then also how it fits into Web3 is just kind of the the way it's it's governed, right? So we 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 went over this a little bit in the last question, but there is, like, a few ways that you can go about, like, the representation of the people in this organization. It could be, like, a one-to-one, like, basically every person has one vote. 
Okay. Or it can be um, every person has a certain amount of shares or a certain amount of coins, and uh, that's and that's actually the proportion of their vote. Like if you Got have five hundred coins, you have five hundred votes. Got it. Let's just say, if we were not doing the one-to-one, would I say, okay, there's 100 coins, and if one person wanted to buy 50 coins, that would mean that they would have 50 votes? That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah, they would have 50 votes, so they would have like 50% of the vote. Now, if I was drafting a smart contract, would I try to not have somebody, would I prevent somebody from buying 50 votes? So, yeah, there's some really tricky things you can do with that, where you can be like, okay, no one person could have more than... Uh, 10% of all the shares. Right. right? So right. that that's r- really interesting. Is that you can you can write all of these rules that prevent people from getting like a vast majority. Hey. Yeah. Did you like my question? Yeah, that was, that was great. I was, I was like, whoa, where did that come from? holes in already. Like, okay, but what about... See, that's my personality. You can tell. I dropped out of law school. I was like, where are all the holes? Yeah. Uh, okay, 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 good. So um, let's talk about perks. This is yes. one thing that I really liked because... Y'all know I love community. I love connecting people. I love helping other people. Like, what do we do together? But on the back side is what, what do you get for being a part of the DAO? Right. So you can, as a member of this DAO, um, these are perks that you set out in the real world, right? You're, you can say, if you're part of this DAO, um, you're going to have access to exclusive events. Um, yeah. Maybe like what we're going to be doing today, going to conferences that... You can only yes. have access to if you uh, have an NFT or a part of some DAO or some organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big part of it. Um, it could also be that you members of the DAO can get airdropped something. Yes. There's so many things that could happen yes. if you're part of a DAO. The dividends being paid out, perks in real life, and access to things that you wouldn't have access to. I love it. Okay, so you got to this point of the conversation and you're wondering how do we go deeper. We did a podcast series breaking down things, words like uh, blockchain, Ethereum, airdrops. We've done that. You can go to jasminestar.com forward slash NFT checklist to make sure that you have all access to just the foundation of the conversation. So a couple things that had come up when it came to exclusive access and perks. I want to talk about an example. So the Dow world is still super new to me, I am learning along the way. But there is something called LinksDAO. Okay, LinksDAO is fascinating to me. Number one, I don't golf. <laughs> Number two, I've never golfed. Number three, I'm not actually interested in golf. But LinksDAO is so interesting to me because it is a group of people who are passionate about golfing. I mean, these are like the golfer's golfer. And the, the mission behind it was what, what the thing that resonated with me. Golf is a luxury sport. It is for a particular class, and it is for people who have the time to go through a course. That is, I'm a brown girl from the hood. Never <laughs> in my mind. So the founders were like, we need to make golfing accessible to all. And that's like the mission behind it. Okay, so you join LinksDAO, and you can vote on proposals. One such proposal was they wanted to have a give back campaign. And Steph Curry, hey, shout out to Steph Curry, <laughs> although I'm a Lakers fan through and through. So Steph Curry has a, an organization and he's part of LinksDAO. And so the organization said, hey, we should donate to Steph Curry's um, or uh, charitable organization. Oh, wow. But they couldn't do it until they submitted a proposal to the community. And it wasn't like, hey, let's give money to Steph Curry's uh, charitable organization. That What they were saying was he's a member of LinksDAO. He gets us, he knows us. And so they said yes. They ended up contributing to it. But one of the things about the access and perks, so LinksDAO, when you join the DAO, there are golf courses around the United States who say, if you're part of LinksDAO, you can come play at this course. That is a perk. 
But the crazy thing, Daniel, is that Linksdale wants to build their own course. I know. Wow. I'm telling you, I don't even, I don't, I don't even golf. I don't want to golf, but I want to go there. It's just the whole thing about it was right. it was built by it was built by members for members with perks of members, and I just, I just think it's really cool because what they're saying now is when you're in a DAO. When in this DAO, you're in their Discord channel. If they're like, if you, if there's a group of people going to the Masters, they're like, who is going to the Masters? Let's do a meetup. So this is a way your, your DAO is a way for your community to be connected in real life spaces. Come on, absolutely. Come on, the networking opportunities. The networking, like dude. That. The networking oh. there. But here's the thing: in our pretend organization, in our pretend female entrepreneur organization, right? If it gets big enough, how cool would it be? Like, I'm going to be in Chicago. Who wants to meet up for X? And it doesn't have to be 85 people. It could be three. But three people who care about the mission, who are connected and equally invested in the overall mission. Come on. Okay. Definitely. So uh, let's get into how are DAOs funded? Yes. So, okay, DAOs have treasuries. Like they, like, so they have a wallet that's attached mm-hmm. to the DAO. And when people buy tokens in a DAO, which... Like we were saying earlier, is like how you gain membership to a DAO. You yes. buy the DAO's tokens. Yes. The money is actually pulled into that wallet. Got it. And uh, it's basically just an Ethereum wallet, right? And uh, since it's on the blockchain, like we were saying, everyone can monitor those funds. We can Got watch where, the, where where those funds are going. Okay. Um, but by having all of that money pulled in one place, it actually gives so much power to the DAO to act on things that most individuals are not usually able to act on. So what I mean by that is the DAO can take that money and put it in like high interest staking pools um, oh. in, in, like, on crypto exchanges. Okay, time yeah. out. Yeah, there, there's a, a, high a lot of things. staking pool. Yeah. This is, okay, so basically it means, if I, if I understand this correct, yes. a staking means that you will buy an NFT and when you stake that NFT, you're making a commitment of saying, I will not sell that NFT for a specific amount of time. Yes. You can. <laughs> the answer is no, and he's being polite. Well, what? what? But I, I'm, okay, 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 explain it. When right. I stake something. So a, a staking um, usually has to do with coins. So less, less so with NFT. You could stake an NFT, but that's like a whole other thing that's okay, very new Okay, let's take a coin. Let's take a coin. Let's take a coin. So coins, you can stake coins in a pool. And because you have staked your coins and provided it to a, like a liquidity pool, let's say, an exchange can now use your coins to, uh, let's, say, let's say you have USDC coin, right? And um, someone has Ethereum. And you guys both put your money inside a pool for an exchange. Now that exchange could serve trades for Ethereum and USDC But coins. you're saying, I'm not going to pull it out for a designated amount of time when you stake. Exactly. You keep it there technically for as long as you want. What I hear you, you say, I was 55% right. You were almost there. You were almost there. <laughs> kind of yeah. not really. So we have this DAO of this pretend organization for female entrepreneurs. And let's just say there's 10,000 coins. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we have all of these coins put in our treasury, which is just a wallet. Yep. And now what we have is a massive amount of money. Yep. And we could say, this percentage of money we're going to stake. Yep. And as a result of staking, when our time comes, three years or five years, we get a return on that. Oh, it's even better than that. It's not even a three or five years or ten years or whatever it is. It is you're getting 
immediate payouts to your wallet. So let's just say you put your money oh. in this pool and it's like a 5% stake, a 5% uh, APY. You're getting that, that payment uh, at whatever interval the pool is set to, but it's very, very like small intervals. Like it can be daily, monthly, weekly, oh. daily. Um, okay, yeah. so the DAO becomes the cash cow. Absolutely, it becomes the cash cow that funds the organization through the treasury, which is what's crazy is the treasury, the treasury can never be touched. Like, I mean, it could be, like you can move money if right. you want, but you don't have to. Like that, that treasury can make you more money without having to actually spend Dang. a dime. Yeah. Okay, so there's so. actually even more that you can do beyond the staking. You could even loan out your money that's in the treasury and that will, you know, there's interest on loans, right? right. So there's, there's such a thing as crypto loans and you can be a provider of that capital and then, you know, when that loan gets paid back, you get Whoa. it back with the interest. Okay, so this is a good pathway for our next episode because the next episode, we're talking about what the DAO is, but then now we're going to talk about how it gets really interesting when it comes to fundraising. Mm-hmm. So as a small business owner, can you use a DAO to fundraise? So what we're gonna, our goal in the next episode is to break down the differences to going after venture capital. This is the traditional Silicon Valley. I'm going to put on a deck and I'm going to go talk to guys who drive Ferraris or probably much <laughs> like Ferraris. Maybe oh, Priuses. Yeah, Priuses. Priuses. True. I'm going to go talk to a bunch of people in Silicon Valley about how I'm going to fundraise. But what if they don't get the fact that I want to build this female organization for entrepreneurs and they're like, uh, it's not a billion dollar idea. It's right. not a unicorn, mm-hmm. so we're not sure we're going to fund it. Right. So there's that path. Or they say, we'll fund it, but we want this percentage of what it is you're doing. Yep. What would it look like in this pretend organization for me to say, sayonara, Silicon Valley, I'm going to go here. And together we're going to build something. So if this at all sounds interesting to you as a business owner, now we're talking about this pretend idea, but there's probably something you might be passionate about. Okay, there might be something along the way that, hey, it would be really cool for you to say, I wanted to do this with a group of people. Awesome. That would be fantastic. So we're going to kind of seed what that looks like and what we're going to get into in the next episode. But before we do, we're really excited because we are in Minneapolis, Minnesota for an event called VCon. Daniel, we're here. Yeah. We made it. We did it. We did it. (laughs) So what we want to do is just kind of get a little bit of a sneak peek. Like, I want more than anything to document the process. I want to document everybody who's who's listening right now to, to this episode has saw me start on a journey knowing nothing about it. There, we got a little bit. Of, we got a little bit of heat, a little bit of pushback about <laughs> creating this content specifically on the podcast. Some people are like, "This is not what you do. This is not who you are. Right. This is like not even like where the world is right now." And I get it. I get it. For people who are a little bit skeptical, I get it. I deeply empathize with the fact that change is scary. And I deeply empathize with the fact that whenever something new is presented, it's like another thing to put on your plate for you to consider. But I have made the decision specifically on this podcast because the Jasmine Star Show is a labor of love. We, I do this because I freaking love helping people. But at the same time, I don't want somebody's opinion about what I'm doing affect where I want to go. I want to be open and I want to be candid. So the fact that I started on this journey knowing nothing, absolutely being terrified, and having so much fun along the way, I want to come here so that we create this video so that maybe five years or eight years, we could look back and be like, 
what we silly, <laughs> brilliant fools we were. <laughs> so on that note, if you are at all interested in what it looks like, so NFT conferences, they've been happening like a, a couple years, but really in 2022 and 2023, it's been like this really big stuff, now. Big stuff happening. Yeah. And we kind of are on the precipice and the forefront of it. Okay, so then the question becomes, Daniel, who are you most looking forward to speaking to? So we're at VCon, Gary V's project his NFT project, part of the utility of his NFT. Like, you got an NFT, the utility is the thing that you got. So part of the utility is getting access to coming to his conference. I, Y'all know, me and Gary Vee, y'all know, I could talk about <laughs> Gary Bear all day. Love him. So he's giving the opening keynote. There are so many amazing guest speakers. Oh, yeah. We downloaded the VCon app, so they made an app just for people coming to the conference. And we were able to pick our schedules like we were freshmen in college. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do that. Okay, so Daniel, tell me, who are you most looking forward to today? Okay, so today I am looking forward to seeing Gary like open up the, the yes. whole conference. Like, I want to see like yes. what, what is his like mission statement for this whole weekend, right? Like, okay. So I'm excited about that. But um, aside from Gary, I am... Super excited to see people. Just like I know he you was are. like the he's first. Tomorrow, he's tomorrow though. He's tomorrow. See, I, have, I, have I know. I'm already schedule. cheating here. I have the yeah. schedule memorized. Yeah. Y'all. I was like, people tomorrow, five p.m. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. I'm geeking out right now. Um, so yes, I know you are excited about people. So we'll save that for who you're most excited for tomorrow. But today. Right. If I, I'm not going to lie here, I don't remember what I favorited for today. I okay. know I favorited Gary. Yes. But is. Is BFF today? Um, so, B, so BFF doesn't have a panel, but the founder, Britt Morin, is yeah. speaking on a panel of four people. Is so that... Randy Zuckerberg and Britt Morin are sitting on a panel of four, and Randy and Britt are both BFF founders. So I'm looking very forward to that event. And here's something that I'm just like, I kind of just want to document. So what we were talking about last night at dinner is these events, they're having sta- multiple stages, and each stage is around 20 to maybe 25 minutes. So Randy and Britt... And two other speakers are going to be speaking for like 25 minutes, and uh, we just hope that they get in what they can. Yeah, and so we're try to absorb everything they say as quickly as we as can. As quickly as we can. <laughs> and so the plan for us today is to head down to U.S. Bank Stadium, and people, the locals in Minnesota say that it's not going to rain. <laughs> Let's hope that it doesn't rain and it is all good. So we're going right. to walk down to U.S. Bank Stadium, and then the day is going to unfold for us. You can get access at 8.30. So our plan is to be there at 8.30. Gary takes the stage at 9.30. Daniel's going to bring a fan because I might faint, and so he's going to bring me back to life. And I'm like, Gary, like, Gary, wake up, wake up, wake up, he's here. <laughs> um, yeah, like, so basically I'm going to crowd surf. Crowd surf to the front of the stage. I'm like, Gary. Okay, I'm going to stop. I'm geeking out. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I have to play have a little swag. And then from there, we're just going to be experiencing the day as it unfolds. We will likely eat there, drink there. The event ends at 5.30, and then they have concerts later tonight. And so we're going to come back. We're going to take notes about some of the speakers who really struck, who stuck out to us. But I'll be the first to to say, I'm sure that there are so many amazing speakers and they're really famous, and I don't know who anybody is. So I'm just going to go with an open open mind. What do you want to get from today? First of all, I'm curious to see how people in crypto right now or in the Web3 community are building. I want to see what they're building mm. and I want to see like what's what's driving their decision making right mm. now. And I think that I think that'll become apparent in the next few days uh, as we go to all of these conferences. Yeah. I, so that's one thing I'm I'm really curious about is like what what do they see as an upcoming trend? Cuz these people mm. like they have they're on the bleeding edge. So I'm curious to see what 
what their vision is and what they're anticipating in, mm. in the industry. So I'm excited for that. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really happy that you listen to this podcast because one of us is smart. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to crowd surf and like hang out and eat lunch. And he's like, I am the bleeding edge. I've never even heard that term and I'm just going to use it all the time. So we're on the bleeding edge of ending this episode. If you want more information, jasminestar.com forward slash NFT checklist. It'll set the foundation and then you can join the journey with us because we are here to have fun. We're here to talk about the future so that you're prepared for it when it comes. Not if, baby, but when. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.